Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My new album, White Knuckle Life, as well as my other original records are available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Ludwig van Beethoven. To play a long note is insignificant. To play without passion is inexcusable. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 36, last week's gigs wrap-up. Last Tuesday, I played a solo show at Lions Tavern in Stillwater, Minnesota. There was tornadoes and awful storms out, so I played inside, but it was a really, really good time for a Tuesday. It was great to see my friends Joey and Ian there hanging out. We did a review of some classic 80s tunes. Looking forward to playing more shows there this fall. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. It was a gorgeous day, so I was out on the patio. It was a great turnout and had a great conversation with the manager, Vinny, and looking forward to many, many shows coming up at Pub 42. Friday, I played a duo show with Mr. Brian K. Johnson at Lucky's 13 in beautiful Plymouth, Minnesota. Uh, We started early and played about halfway through our show, and the storms came and rained us out. But still, thanks to all our friends that came out. It's always fun playing at Lucky's 13. Saturday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson, Allie Gray, and myself rocked out on a super hot day at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota. A huge thanks to the Foss family for taking us out on their beautiful pontoon beforehand. Thank you to Clyde and Tammy and Andrew, etc., for watching over Copper during that time and uh, looking forward to playing there at least once a month, at least this summer, and hopefully into the fall as well. Upcoming shows, Wednesday. June 22nd, 2016, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Thursday, June 23rd, 2016, if you're in the Turtle Lake, Wisconsin area, the Turtle Lake Summer School Theater and Music Program will be presenting our play to the public at the Turtle Lake High School Auditorium at 11 a.m. The name of our play is Summer School Soul Storm, featuring all kinds of classic soul hits, such as Dancing in the Streets, uh, Reach Out, I'll Be There, Stand By Me, etc. It's a great play. Friday. June 24th, 2016, I'll be playing a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Saturday, June 25th, the Mark Sterry Band featuring Allie Gray, Brian Johnson, and Brian Liggett will be rocking the Fisherman's Party at Hacks Pub in Milltown, Wisconsin from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Sunday, 
June 26th, 2016. I'll be performing a solo show at 5 O'Clock Club in beautiful Cumberland, Wisconsin from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Guest this week is part one of three with the German music teacher, master, performer, and legend, Manfred Schernauer. We discuss the Pipe Dream Center, jazz concerts, his sight and sound tour, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Yeah, I'm good. If you are good. I'm good there, Manfred. Uh, <laughs> right. Mr. Manfred Schernauer. Welcome to go. the Mark Steri Music Podcast. How are you doing today, my friend? Oh, good, man. Good. Yeah, it's uh, summer school going full steam. Yep. Manfred yeah. and I are, Manfred is one of my dearest friends and, and what a man I've looked up to as far as musically for many, many years, and him and I teach summer school in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. This, I, it's our 14th play we've done this Holy year. Holy cow. Wow. 14. 14, yeah. Um, yeah. We've been friends a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's great, man. <laughs> that's great. Um, this year we're doing summer school soul, soul storm. Soul storm, yeah. We're teaching yeah. the kids about soul music. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And they have no idea who Martha and the Dallas, uh, who that is, or Four Tops, or any, any anybody like that, you know. So they need to know. They seem to know the songs, though. Yeah, they heard the songs before at one time or another, but they can't tell the titles or who the artists and whatnot, you know. But for um, for soul music, for music from the sixties and seventies, that's really really important. I In agree. Fifties, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really important. They sure seem to like it. They love reach out. I'll be there. Oh yeah, especially with acting it out. Yeah, <laughs> today we. Um, oh yeah, no doubt. So anyway, we're here at at uh, Manfred's awesome Pipe Dream Center, where he teaches lessons. He gives concerts. It's in uh, Comstock, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and in the summer, Manfred has boogie nights. He has feature concerts throughout the summer, and uh, in fact, right now, mm-hmm. we're listening to Manfred's show from this last Saturday. He did his famous jazz show, and this this year it was with uh, Brian Simons, right? Yeah. Brian Hell Zoot, of a sax you say. Zoot, Zoot, man. He's a oh. sax player. Oh, he's unreal. You want to tell us about that show? Brian uh, um, played here a long time ago, 18 years ago or something like that. And uh, I just uh, wrote him an email and I said, uh, would you uh, please uh, be interested to get your little ga- gas money and play in standard stuff out of the real book. It's what we use, basically. Yep. Out of the real book and uh, uh, like 10, 12 tunes or whatever. And he said, great, man, for that's the only Saturday I have open. Really? And I, I, thought, I, I, felt, I, I felt like a million bucks right in and there because I know he's good. And he has played all over the world. You know, with the, oh, God, what's that, what's that, uh, what's that uh, Dickerson? And the attitude, and the attitude, oh, to me. He, he played with uh, unbelievable uh, uh, performers, let's say it like that, you know what I mean? And he's still got like three, four groups going, and then he repairs uh, horns and stuff like that. Yeah. Lives in Minnesota. Well, anyway, I was really, really, really blessed and lucky to have him. Yeah. And here we are. You know, we, we, uh, he, he said, well, sent me 25 tunes, and I'll pick 12. That's exactly what I did. What's I picked, some of the highlight songs you guys did? Oh, the highlight, highlight songs here. Uh, um, well, the biggest highlight was definitely Harlem Nocturne. <laughs> Okay. 
okay. when, you, when you hear that, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, Dexter Gordon tune, uh, Cheesecake, uh, a couple of uh, Bossa Novas, uh, Blue Bossa, and uh, Summer Samba, that kind of a thing, and uh, Just Friends. You know, and, and so on. You know, we had a nice selection there. He picked up a good one. Oh, we ended up with the uh, Watermelon Man. Herbie nice. Hancock. Herbie Hancock. Bam, oh, God, he blew that. Have you ever heard <laughs> Albert King's version of Watermelon Man? No. With his heard. Live at the Fillmore album. It's called no uh, Live Wire Blues Plower. That is one of my favorite versions no of that kidding, song. No kidding, no. Oh, yeah. No kidding. I've heard all kinds of <laughs> That's a good one. So, yeah, to paint the picture, it's a beautiful Wisconsin summer evening here. We're sitting at the Pipe Dream Center. Yeah. Just having water for now, right, Manfred? Oh, absolutely. Listening to the concert he had on Saturday. I love hanging yeah. out here during the yeah. summer. And and uh, so you want to tell us a little bit about the Pipe Dream Center? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been at it just about 30 years. Next year is going to be 30 years. It's an old schoolhouse, 100 years old now, or 101 years old. And last year, 1915... Was the uh, um, was the brick building, uh, you know, opened up for school and it ran till '64, 1964. But previous to that, the actual Pipe Lake School opened up in 1887, which was a wooden building, small building that burned down. And then they rebuilt this, and it, it's a two-room schoolhouse. We live in the bottom where the original kitchen is and everything, and the original excuse me, the original uh, kids' room, playroom. And uh, that's now our living room and so on. And we did a lot of, lot of, lot of work, um, you know, putting in new walls and all kind of stuff and trying to keep it original as, as possible with tin ceilings, with lion heads. And it's something to see. Just I always say, it's to, neat. The, oh, yeah. I always say to the people, you know, you don't have to like the music, but you got to like the ceilings, say. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, where can you see that still? It's, it's really rare. Yeah. You know, not only that, and then I try to preserve the floors. Um, you know, re, uh, um, not repaint them, but uh, put lacquer on it, you know, uh, yeah. what's, that, what's that called? That stuff. But anyway, try to preserve it. We leave the original ink spot still in the floor, and I, I want to keep that. Um, do you remember your first show you guys ever did here? Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, the first, we moved in, in in the fall of 87, and my goal was, at the time, I had a full-time job to pay for the building, and at, uh, my goal was to have my first show of my music, electronic music, with like six keyboards, um, in the fo following uh, uh, spring of 88. I missed it by one month. I wanted to have it in May, but then in June, I finally did it. And I had a full house. Nice. And, but... But that's a, that's a big but. Okay, I was sitting there, right there on the floor, all the keyboards around me, and I felt like I'm a, I'm a million bucks. The place was packed. It was super hot. I never forget it. We had only one screen and no air conditioning. People were sweating. And they all expected me to do Mozart and Beethoven and Bach playing the masters. And no such thing. <laughs> Even though I was raised on that stuff, you know, and I play it all and whatnot, but I played my own music, electronic music. I, I remember I played like, you know, for my, my first tape that I did then way back, way back then in the 80s, early 80s when I started writing my own music. But I played like Cosmic Caravan and uh, uh, 
um, Pipe Dreams and whatnot. I had a composition like that and a couple other ones and whatnot. Long pieces, uh, long improvisations with little melodies. And I still do those kind of things uh, these days. Yeah. But, at the, but then, you know, the, the audience kind of shrank from next concert to next concert, you know. <laughs> and then <laughs> after a few months... Um, but uh, the the dream was there. That, that was that's why it's called the Pipe Dream Center. But it was my dream being inspired by other artists in the area here in northern Wisconsin and seeing what they did. Say, and uh, I wanted to do the same thing with music. So bought an old schoolhouse, uh, renovated or whatever, repaired it or whatever, whatever it needed, and and play my own music. I I was the dream was coming true. It's, but still a lot of work left in the early years. The East Room there, it was all storage. In the West Room, that was our goal, put a new wall, this new wall, and whatnot. And, but here, I played my music. And then later on, uh, the, the audience uh, first reduced, and then it grew again, because now we spread it out. I put on a flute concert, not only electronic music, flute concert, a piano concert. Then I worked with uh, modern dancers. Mm -hmm. Then I worked with the poetry. Then I worked, uh, then we in the middle 90s or early 90s, I, I believe it was 94, we added the Boogie Nights, first and last Saturday of the month. That's like 50s, 60s music, you know. Yeah. You've seen me doing that, you know. And uh, with guest musicians, and they're still doing those. Uh, so, and then 30 years in the making, but I still, you know, doing. Doing a variety of, of of musics, but now comes the new thing that I'm that I'm pursuing the last four years, and that's the sight and sound meditations with Manfred, all my new compositions, all my original music, and then work with visuals at the same time using the whole wall, which is 20 by 12 for as a, for a screen. Yeah, and then running uh, very slow moving colored kind of pictures, you know. And uh, that's what I'm, that, that's, uh, I like to get into what's called the healing arts. I like to get in, into that. For the last few years, I've been actually doing that. I also had guest musicians with that, guitar players and vibraphone players. And I do all the keyboards and I'll, I do all the titles, all my own original music. What made you go down that road? What, what artists inspired you to get involved with the visuals, sight and sound stuff? Um... Well, first, first, my my, my uh, electronic uh, uh, heroes like Klaus Schulz. Uh <laughs> Jean-Michel Jarre, Tangerine Dream, Kitaro. Uh, and numerous other ones uh, got me, you know, those are my heroes. Vangelis, uh, absolutely, for my melodies. <laughs> and <clears throat> the visuals, it was more or less by accident. Those kind of things happened by accident. I always wanted to have... Well, I always liked visuals, first of all. I did a lot of, like, uh, film and, and stuff like that. And um, previously, in the, then we had uh, slideshows, and, and I did music for that. And I did uh, 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 some really abstract visuals that were going too fast. And one day, my, uh, a friend of mine, uh, 
had a, a, a projector. He says, Manfred, you can, you can have that for 100 bucks. I said, I'm in heaven. And then I looked it up. By this time, there were, you know, this now, oh, it's quite a few years ago now, I'd say five, six years ago. And we looked, up, uh, looked it up, and there were several visual programs that you could get over the computer. And I said, I'm in heaven now. That's exactly what I was looking for and waiting for, you know, waiting for, for a long time. And now I'm doing it. I improved on the projector and I improved, uh, improved on, the, uh, on the visual program. So I'm, I'm exactly where I want to go because I think it's uh, really, really needed to have invited people uh, with the uh, intent of you need to slow down, you need to breathe, you know, to a better, uh, in a slower heartbeat. And you do that with music and visuals. That's why I call them silent sound meditation. Here comes the problem. Um, the meditation word, the word meditation kind of scares people away. And I'm going to, for the next season, the next year, in uh, 2017, I'm going to change the wording there. I might call it sight and sound concert series or sight and that sound. That sounds good. Yeah, you know. So I'll have a concert series going in March. And the other reason, that's a simple reason, if you have six concerts in a row every Tuesday, you know, during March and maybe the first one of April, uh, it makes the winter shorter, and it really, really, really works. You did that with Dustin DeGolier, right? Occasionally, yeah, yeah. And but Dustin is a previous guest on the Mark Steary Music Podcast. Oh, We've had good times oh, with Dustin. Okay. So, um, mostly solo, though? Yeah, I like to do him solo, but so far he has played just about every show with me. You yeah, know. you did some local shows like at Nezzy's and stuff. And yeah, I, I, I did one at, uh, at Nezzy's before they changed the, uh, the movie house when it still was the original uh, seating in the movie house and then they changed it. But we had it there, uh, so we had a whole movie screen there and played live there. And that was uh, back, uh, back in 14, 2014. I like to take the show out to other places. Yeah. I like to play in churches or wherever uh, there is room and where, where we have a screen, where, where we can put up a screen, either that or use a smaller screen, whatever it is. Libraries, churches, schools, whatever. Uh, I like to take the show out, you know. But so far, mm, no, just here. I've seen your setup. For the sight and sound, yeah. and it's jaw dropping. Yeah. <laughs> if you were going to play somewhere, how long does it take you to set up? Uh, a good hour. How uh, many uh, keyboards uh, you got setting up? Oh, uh, at least five. Yeah. At least five or six. Um, it takes me an hour to set it all up. It takes me an hour to take it all down. Basically, that's the story. And I need an eight by eight space, eight foot by eight foot, eight yeah. foot. You know what I mean? And uh, so, but I, I did it now so many times, so I, I know what I'm doing, you know. Just like clockwork, huh? Just like clockwork, you <laughs> bet. Yeah, oh yeah. So, Manfred, out of all the concerts you performed in this room we're sitting in right now, mm -hmm. you said your first one was in 88, I believe? 88, spring of 88, yeah. Is there any, is there like a few that stand out over the years? Oh yeah. That you'd like to bring up with some, maybe some musicians you liked, or just some big shows you had here you'd like to talk about? Oh yeah, uh, over the years, when you, when you do this for 30 years, you have some certain artists coming in here that play with you. Obviously, I'm, my goal, and I, which I'm still pursuing, is my own music. Whenever I do my own concert, I, you know, I'm in heaven. That's definitely. But then I had like people like Harry Reiner coming in, the trumpet player, he's a legend. And, uh, and I pull a whole quartet together. So Harry on trumpet, Manfred on piano, uh, several b bass players, uh, Pat Lytle, our friend Pat Lytle yep. on bass, 
uh, and then uh, Jim Hurst from Rice Lake on drums. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, that's high potential because those guys, uh, they are, they played all over the place, and uh, you know, Hearst played Carnegie Hall. I mean, you can't get any better than that. Man. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It's, I did a recording for his. Uh, he wanted to have a transfer from reel to reel to CD. I have a setup like that. I still have reel to reel machines. Yeah. In fact, my first album, uh, EOS, that's recorded on reel to reel. Oh, I remember you recording. We'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> EOS is one of my favorite records. Yeah. We'll get to that in a little bit. So sure. go ahead, uh, Hurst. Yeah, Hurst. I mean, those concerts were totally memorable because Harry is just such a giant, and I he plays he played with other bands and in other uh, setups and whatnot. Then in the winter time, he goes down to Florida. And he's getting up there in age, but he wants to do another show here, and I cannot believe that. But he has been at least, oh, at least 20, 20 shows here, once a year, usually in the summertime. Okay. And uh, the way that started was kind of, um, there it is. Then. Well, what song is this? Yeah, Harlem Nocturne. <laughs> That's what I said earlier. <laughs> oh, ooh, kill it. So that was a highlight. When I worked with modern dancers, that was a total highlight because I wrote for them, see, you know. And, uh, and, and uh, um, well, I had you here one time. I never forget that. And I when put, I was I, a young buck. Yeah, young buck sitting here with the bass player. Sean Tradle. Sean, Sean Tradle, right. And uh, you let me play, I think, one or two tunes we played together, didn't we? Or we something played like an that? original song called Memory Music Rewind. Yeah. Memory. Kansas City. Oh, okay. All that right. was a long time ago. I know. It's I bet that was 2003. And and um, or four. But uh, you know what it was. What is also memorable? There hasn't been one bad boogie night. The boogie nights. I mean, there's, there's, that's not 20 years of boogie nights. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, hundreds of them. Well, yeah. Well, count it out. I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm sitting here with my with a pencil and paper, count it out. But it, it's really it's tons. You know what I mean? I was just going to ask you, I, oh, how many shows do you think this room has had? Well, I, I, I had, it had to be in the hundreds because 30 years, you know, and I do like three shows, uh, uh, three shows, uh, uh, you know, uh, between May and, uh, uh, and uh, September. Yeah. Plus all the other extra stuff, uh, you know, and the other boogie nights, uh, the year-round stuff, the special concerts, you know. Or just if you if you take now six times four years, 20, that's twenty four shows of sight and sound alone in the last four years. Wow, that's you know. So it goes it goes up there. Yeah, you know, and and highlights. Well, there are some boogie nights that you just they're, they're unforgettable. You know what I mean? It's just really important. It's really important because uh, it, it's basically it's not a bar scene. You know what I mean? It's just coffee house scene, more or less. I was inspired by coffee houses in Europe and in America on the East Coast when I first came here. And I want to keep that kind of uh, atmosphere going where the music counts. That's really important. No matter what you play, the music counts, you know, and uh, no alcohol being served. I'm not got nothing against alcohol, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know I, I'll, I, I, I like my beer in the end of the night or whatever. Oh, yeah. But uh, of a foreign, foreign audience and serve coffee and pop and maybe some popcorn, 
Uh, that's really important. Where can those people go? They don't go to bars usually, but uh, where can they go and hear like 50s, 60s uh, music, blues, uh, a little jazz, a little reggae and whatnot. And that's why we play on boogie nights, you see. And uh, you've, you've seen me working on those. You, oh yeah. Oh, you, you know it. And it's, and it's really kind of important so that, and bring it out here into the country, see. That's uh, one of the main missions that we do here. It's, uh, so people have a place to go, in, even children, you know. Sure. You know, because where we can children, children don't belong in a bar. And so there, but here, they, but if they like music, they can come here, see. Okay. You know, that's basically the, uh, the main reason why we're doing all that, you know. Keep the music alive. I grew up with this stuff. I'm a 60s kind of a fella. You know, and I like to uh, play a good uh, Rolling Stone tune or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. La good blues tune, a good soul tune, you know what I mean? Otis Redding or whatever, what have you. Yeah. You know, and so I, I, I love to do that. I like to keep that stuff alive. It's not being kept alive, you know, so therefore. Yeah. We, uh, that's, uh, that's part of our, our doings here, you know. You just had, last week, a TV crew come here right. and film right. you for the day yeah. and a show that night. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was uh, um, called Wisconsin Live. And uh, in, the, in the afternoon, we did an interview. And then they were very, very interested in the building because uh, it's over 100 years old. They filmed it inside, outside, downstairs, everywhere. And then uh, uh, towards the evening, when it was still beautiful light outside, they they filmed, you know, the the grounds and everything. It's we stand on two acres here, every kind of angle on the outside. You know, nice daylight and so forth. And then the evening, I had seven players coming out, and we did boogie night. And I just called a piece and started out with Route 66, and everybody went nuts. If you ever plan I had some of the best players of all time here. You know, Pat Binford on horns. I had a guitar player by uh, Dean. He, he played, just played the New York Jazz Festival. I had Jim Hurst on vibraphone. I had two harp players here. My buddy Steve and, my, um, and Bill. Uh, and it was it was just incredible. It was really incredible. And so and they got all that footage. Now they're going to put it together, and the new season uh, will start in the fall. So look for Wisconsin Live, Wisconsin Public TV on PBS. And in the uh, in the new season, they should have a show on the Pipe Dream Center in Manfred and our doings here. The Pipe Dream. It's coming true. They asked me it's the very same kind of a thing, you know. So it looks like you're really dedicated to music. I says, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> when did you start? Well, I started when I was always in, in, in music because my dad was a musician, and I grew up with that, and he got me going on the accordion first when I was six years old, and it was getting too heavy for me. Then I developed something in my spine, and so a year later he got me a piano, and then piano lessons, and he made sure that I practiced. And no, no kid wants to practice, but he made sure that I did. <laughs> and look where you wound up. Yeah, look where I wound up, yeah. Uh, Manfred, this show, I try to keep it approximately about a half hour, so you're willing to do another episode or two or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, every week, I do a story behind the song segment. Mm -hmm. And since we did talk about your 
uh, sound and light visual show. Mm-hmm. I think the song you wanted to feature on this episode was Roll the Credits. What's mm-hmm. the story behind that song? It turned out to be... Um, I was really intrigued by, uh, if you were musically talking, by the nine, the you know, the interval of a nine, you know, and uh, how it m- tried to make it fit into the tune. Okay, and so therefore... I was uh, working around that, then uh, then I was working with a particular rhythm and a very slow tempo, like a 60, which is like a 60 beats uh, you know, uh, per, you know, per, per minute. <clears throat> and, or, or, you know, and uh, one beat per second. And uh, combining all of those and uh, very small melodies, like three note or four note melodies max. And then I wrote it in three parts. And it turns out to be, from the, especially from the, from the opinion of the listening public, and my wife included, <laughs> it's still, still everybody's favorite. And so I, I love the song. And, and the point being is that it, it's, uh, we always close every show with that. And it's really, uh, the way I look at life is, um, in the end of your life, or in end, your life is a film. Look at, it, look at it that way. Your life is a film, and in the end of the film, you know, there's the credits. And so you roll the credits, you know, with all the people that you meet and all the situations you've been in, all the places you've been, it's all mentioned in the credits. And I put that into four notes. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's... I uh, love that. <laughs> and th- uh, four notes and three, uh, yeah, four chords too. <laughs> A progression, G minor, F, E flat, D, you know, wow. and so on. Well, so Manfred, how do people get a hold of you if they want to come check out a show, pick up one of your CDs, what's your website or Facebook? The easiest way is Manfred right up Music.com. there. Manfred's, Manfred's yeah, Music.com. Manfred's Music.com. Yeah, check it out and check Man- out more about Manfred. Yeah. Please stick around for part two. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you or your business are interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact me via email at Music at gmail.com. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.
Yeah. 